Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Neely. And I'm Rachel, and we are back tonight with a really exciting guest. Neely, are you excited? A little bit. A little bit. Neely's really excited. Um, We have Alyssa with us tonight. She is an Amazon best-selling author known for her debut novel, Call It What You Want. She loves to write realistic stories that don't leave you romanticizing the wrong person. She lives in North Carolina, and when she isn't writing or TikToking, she is reading, shopping, ordering takeout, or listening to podcasts, all of my personal favorite pastimes. Alyssa, we're so happy Seriously. you're here. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast, so. Well, we will be love gentle. We'll podcast be gentle. virgins. We'll yeah. be gentle. It's our favorite. Um. So I read Alyssa's book. Okay, so I have to, like, break it down exactly how I know. We happened. need to, like, it was, like we, we're going to get into unhinged. it, but. No, but you need the backstory. Okay, so yeah. one morning, one morning, <laughs> I woke up to a text from our friend, Diana Elliott Graham, and she's like, hey, I feel like you would really like this book. And I was like, say less. Um, and so I believe she looped all of us in on a text thread. I had not read the book yet, but she was like, no, 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 like we're all going to talk. And then Rachel wakes up because it's like seven o'clock in the morning and Rachel was not awake. And she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck just happened? I have like, I think it was when I was in Colorado and y'all were like an hour ahead of me anyway. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, what is happening? Why is my phone blowing up? Alyssa are also East Coast. So like, yeah, they were way ahead. I was dying. I was like, what is happening? I don't know what's happening. And then they were like, this book is sad. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm out. But (laughs) Alyssa, I'd love for you to come on the podcast anyway. But this is, I think, the first podcast that we've done where one of us hasn't read it. So I am yeah. going in, like, I'm here to, for the conversation, but like, well, I read, read it, this book. And I think what really struck me, and obviously, like, we'll get more into it, was how much I had been in this situation. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, this, oh, it's me. Okay. It's yeah. Me. Um, because. <laughs> no, Neely texted and was like, this is amazing. You will cry. Don't read it. Um, yeah, Rachel if doesn't you like do crying. I have, okay, Rachel I have like a hard, if you listen with happy endings. If yeah. you listen to the podcast, I have a hard happy ending only line because I have like legit mental gonna, health. Yes, but it's not sad in the way that like there have been books that have straight up like sent me into like an upset mental state for days. This is more so relatable and realistic that I'm sad that I went through it for myself so and before sadly, neely really knew me she was like you have to read when we were have you read when we were yes i i knew okay. you re- or that that was when you cut off the no happy ever after right i was like yeah after neely made me read that and i literally went to work the next morning with like puffy eyelids <laughs> and we recorded with her so i finished it the night before we recorded with her and then the entire podcast episode i had a uh roll of toilet paper next to me because I didn't have any tissues. Well, I was crying the whole time. 
I didn't even know it listed. I was like, I need you to text me updates while you're reading this book. I was like, I know we don't know each other, but like, I need your updates. Like, I need to know what what you're feeling. And this is literally, by the way, when you read You With A View, Rachel, I'm going to need updates. And we're going to talk about You With A View in a second because I, yeah. Anyway, speaking of, let's do our one in five star moments before we get too off topic. Um, Should I start? Yeah, I would love for you to start. Um, So... My five-star moment is that Saturday night, I and I'm not going to relate some of the conversation we've already had. Oh, my I gosh, out, please. Oh, no, no. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, everybody use um, your imagination stop, about Neely's no. Saturday night. Stop. <laughs> so, stop. Um, stop. So I went <laughs> It was two of my girlfriend's 40th birthdays, and so we went out to dinner at this really fun restaurant. Lots of cocktails were had. Then we went to a bar, more cocktails were had. Then we went to another bar, which is more like a dive bar in our neighborhood, and more cocktails were had, and we did karaoke, and oh my shots, gracious. and it was, I bought, okay, so inside the bathroom there, there was some sort of vending machine, and this is how you know I've had a lot to drink, but I'm like, huh, wonder what's in here, and like, there was is it not like a tampons for, vending machine? Looks like a tampons vending machine, but there was a boob-shaped and looking stress ball, hold on, I'll pull up the picture and show you. Um, and it was a stress ball, but it was a boob. Can you see it? <laughs> oh my what? god! Yes, yeah, that's a stress ball. Anyway, I bought that. It was five dollars. Um, totally worth it. <laughs> so you were really drunk, <laughs> super drunk. Um, yeah, <laughs> totally worth the five dollars. Uh, totally ten recommend it. Every time I ordered water at this bar, it came in a can, and I was so thrown off by it that I was like, I don't know what's happening. I am. Where am I? Um, anyway, my one-star moment is that then I had to function yesterday as a human. I got home at almost 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was up at 6.30 with my feral mm. children. Um, and Andrew was so sweet. He was like, you can sleep in. And I was like, they're so loud. I can't sleep in. Yeah. And Liam comes in the room. I'm like, happens. I stayed in bed till 8, but like Liam comes in with all his – he's like, I'm going to come lay with you. I'm like, this is not going to be relaxing for me. No. I'm just not going to stop talking. I'm going to want to watch something on TV. I just want to lay here. I wasn't even hungover. I was just so tired that like I needed silence. Anyway, my kids watched so much TV yesterday, and I was like, this is the best I can give you. This is the best yeah. I can do. This is all I as got. A parent this, is a, this is all I got this for is you just, today. This is how I'm parenting today. Anyway, yeah. um, I feel okay today. I'm still tired, but – uh yeah, I'll probably be not going out for a couple of weeks to like recoup. <laughs> this it takes a long time to recover. The tired. And I don't even have the boob stress ball anymore. I gave it away. Oh, after five dollars you gave it well, away. Well, I gave it to one of my friends. I don't remember who, okay. but one of them somebody has it. Somebody has Someone the boob stress ball. I'm hoping okay. I was like, you should just go put it next to your husband's bed. Um so I just thought that'd be funny to wake up to. Like if I had brought it home, I would have 1,000% put it next to Andrew's face and just, like, see what just, happened. Like, waited. Yeah. Well, okay, what about you, Rachel? <laughs> okay, mine is um, so much more wholesome compared to yours. Um, but to be fair, I, I never have unwholesome nights, so it's, like, really, I know. You won't hear about you this really do ever. <laughs> Neely's five-star moments are always, like, Liam learned how to ride a bike, and... <laughs> And mine are like, we were... This time I'm like, I got wasted. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my five stars, we had our... What? Dear Lord. 
I hope is our last uh, pool day of the summer because it is 1.2 million degrees here. I was about to say, I looked at the 45 day forecast. It's going to be like 90 forever. I know. I'm not, I don't care how hot it is. I'm not getting in the pool again. I'm just kind of over it. Um, So we had our last pool day of summer on Saturday. We went with some friends to our neighborhood pool and it was like 108 in the shade and we reapplied sunscreen like 87 million times, but it was actually really fun. I was worried it was going to be too hot um, and it was extremely hot, but we were in the water. So it really wasn't that bad. Um, And then we came over to our house after and did like hot dogs and kind of had we do yeah we do it's just not as fun uh well yeah because the neighborhood pool has like the like lazy river and the like kids playground with like the big bucket that spills the water do you live in an hoa no i was about to say because like we don't we don't it's like a city pool but it's okay no no we do have that we do have yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah. I and was it's like, like four dollars for residents. Okay, they yeah, just redid it a couple. Yeah, they just redid it a couple years ago, so it's really nice. But it's, I say neighborhood because it's really close to us. We have a pool, but it's a volleyball pool, and so it's really shallow. Um, and so it this time by this time in the summer, it is bath water in the pool. Like it is not mm-hmm. refreshing at all. Um, so we debated getting in our pool, but I was like, let's. You know, let's be big spenders and take the kids to the $4 neighborhood pool. Spend $16. It'll be crazy. I know. It'll be so crazy. So we did that. Um, and it was really fun. So that was my five-star moment. And then so my awesome. one-star – I know. Look at us. Um, I was in my, like, mom one-piece with the, like, ruching. <laughs> this is dumb. I hate this. Okay. Um <laughs> All right. My one star moment is that my, so we're back to school. I can't remember if we said that on the podcast or before we started recording, but our kids, Neely and I's kids are back to school, which means that we have to wake up at like the ass crack of dawn. And it is. I mean, you say that literally my entire morning is the exact same. I just have to put Charlotte (laughs) in a uniform now. Like my kids are still up at the same time. I am like the worst. I slept in all summer and now we're back at school. I'm having to wake my, drag my kids out of bed at 630 and it's really sad. So that's my one star moment. All right, Alyssa, give us, give us yours. Um, Okay. I feel like my five star is probably this. (gasps) It's only Monday. I, I start my weeks on like Monday, like Sunday's like, okay. She's like, nothing else has happened this week. No. So I guess you guys are five. Is my this is like, I've been like looking forward to it, you know? <laughs> this is the forever Yay. debate in my house on whether or not a week starts on Sunday or Monday. I think it depends on what kind of Sunday you have. Like yesterday for me was like a hungover Sunday. So that was like mm. my week ended. But if I like have a really productive Sunday. The calendar starts on Sunday, guy. Or like yeah. when you're looking yeah. at a calendar, the week starts on I Sunday. I know. I always think that. But I just – I've had like a few like lazy Sundays recently. So I oh. – <sighs> I do no, love a lazy I disagree. Sunday. I feel like the week starts on Monday. I think I think I know the calendar starts on Sunday, but like Sunday is your like recoup day, and like it's kind of half and half. So like the first half of Sunday is like like resting, relaxing, whatever. I feel like the second half of Sunday always turns into like, okay, what do we need to do to get ready for the yeah. week? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this for sure, and then my one star is today. I did some closet clean out, and I realized how much money I spend on clothes that like I have not worn. And so I'm trying to work on like more like a capsule wardrobe type of deal. And like 
I, I just don't even want to know how much those clothes cost. Me. I know. Like, I'm, I'm letting my sister go through my closet and like my best friend and it feels good, but I'm just like, Ugh. do they still have tags on them? Yes. Like so yes. many of them. And That's it's not like worst. I'm buying like, you know, they're like boutique or like whatever, but it's just still. Yeah. Somewhat relatable I to hate that. that. I have that issue with Charlotte where I will buy her really cute dresses or like stuff at boutiques or I will buy stuff like very far in advance. Like when she's two and I see something, but they only have it in a size four. And I was like, well, I love it. I'm buying it for her. And then I go to like clean out her closet. I'm like, she never even wore this. Yeah. And that's my issue with that. Uh, Cause I feel like out of everyone in our house, she probably has the biggest clothing budget. Um, she not on purpose. Clothes. I just yeah. am obsessed with little girl clothes. So Liam only wants to wear girl. Well, Liam only wants to wear athletic shorts and t-shirts. So I mean, I buy him a lot, but like it's just not as exciting. So I'm like, okay, yeah, another Vineyard Vines t-shirt. <laughs> okay. See, and we're like, the we're the opposite. So like, Lainey got all the cute clothes because she was the first girl, and then Amy came along, and I, she's like typical second child, and I like feel bad, but you know, sisters, so they share clothes from the start. That's just how it's gonna be. But yeah. I hate when I go through my closet and I pull stuff out, and I'm like, I don't know. The worst is when I'm like, I bought it because. Do you ever feel like sometimes you just are like, I need to buy something, and so I'm just yes. gonna buy this, and so you buy it, and then you never wear it, and then you pull it out of your closet, and you're like, Why did I spend my money on this? Like it's I fine, but it's not something like, I love. I feel like sometimes I can be a bit of a compulsive shopper, or like I'll be in a mm-hmm. bad mood, or like I'll have had a bad day, and I'm like, I'm gonna get online and buy myself like I'm gonna spend money on something because yeah. like apparently in my head that will make me feel better it releases um, dopamine or whatever I know my <laughs> best friend sent me a text this morning of a full shopping cart of stuff she was buying and she goes I just got the biggest dopamine hit by yes. like, submit and I was dying it's, legit. Like, it's so true yeah. Like, yeah it's just funny that you said that word because like that's verbatim what her text said to me this morning and I was crying laughing so I'm like She's I feel my like friend that I can when they come oh, in, like when I un- when I unbox them, like that's when I get my dopamine hit. Like Ooh, not yeah, yeah. Hitting, like checkout. I have the opposite where like I ordered two workout tank tops from Athleta and they came today and I was like not as advertised. Um oh. <laughs> like I put them on and I was like, No, no, this is not, no, no. not happening. I will be making a trip to Athleta to return those. But- I do feel like I get a dopamine hit when they come in too though, where I like open it up. I'm not, or or even just getting mail and I'm like, Ooh. Mail. I did Mail buy here. myself a shirt on Etsy that says Indoorsy, and I was like, it came today, and I was like, mm, yep, mm-hmm. I'll be wearing this yeah. all the time. Because if yeah. y'all don't know, um, I don't like outside at all. Me neither. Yeah. I, I'm an Indoorsy. I'm an indoor cat. 1,000% camping, never going to happen. Um, even for me to sit on a patio and have drinks, it has to just be like the perfect weather. The perfect like, temperature, I, yeah. It, it needs to be somewhere between like 70 and 77 and that's like no it's uh otherwise it's too cold or it's too hot and it's april 25th it's gotta be april 25th yes exactly it has to be april yeah. 25th yeah not is that the hot, right day too cold you just need a light jacket yeah um, thank you or maybe it's april 26th right. so let us know in the comments okay <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> sometime in april okay neely what's a recent read you read and if you have been anywhere near neely's uh instagram or tiktok uh, around the mid-August, uh, you know what this book is because she won't shut up about it. So I read You With A View by Jessica Joyce. And now this is a You With A View podcast. Not really, but Alyssa, have you read You With A View? 
No, I have not yet. I'm about to. Convince. I haven't either. Okay, so we had <laughs> Katie of Beach Reads and Bubbly on um, a few weeks ago, and she was like raving about this book, and I was like, "Say less to me." Um, and I knew I was going to read it, and I mean, from like the first like sentence, I was like, "Well, I'm done. I this book is going to be my new personality." And what it is, it's about Noel and Theo, and so Noel. Uh, Her grandmother has passed away like six months-ish before, and they were very, very close. And she's just like kind of having a hard time with it. She's in the middle of like a quarter-life crisis. Like she was one of those people that like definitely peaked in high school, like like was like the star athlete and like the valedictorian and everything. And then just like kind of her post-college life has been like a bit of a like, eh, like not that great. And so her grandmother was kind of like her big cheerleader. And she was posting on TikTok and she was like, Hey, I found these pictures of my grandmother with some man from like far before she knew my grandfather. Does anybody know this guy? And this guy comments and he's like, that's my grandfather. And so like they message back and forth. And now people are kind of like following the story and being like, Mm -hmm. we need to know what happens. Because as you would on TikTok, you would get invested. I promise I'm not giving any spoilers away. Like this is like very set up in like the first chapter. This is like the first chapter. This is like the first page. Um, (laughs) And um, hopefully I'm doing a better job explaining this than I did when I explained the third basement. But if you know, you know, if If you've been listening, you were here for that. And I apologize again. But um, I'll still read it. So it turns out that the guy that whose grandfather it was, was her biggest rival in high school. Like they were both tennis players. They were like battling for grades um and what are the odds what are the odds they still live in the same area they're in the bay area um and so they she meets up with him and his grandfather and his grandfather's like yes like we wrote all these letters to each other like i have them you know blah 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 and so it turns out that like they were gonna elope at one point and they had made this whole honeymoon trip map of like um, Yellowstone, like just like all these like beautiful national parks. Anyway, she's decided she's going to go on the trip. And so the grandfather's like, I want to go too. Like, I want to come and I'll tell you our story. And so then the grandson's like, okay, I'll go too. And like, weird, there's like only one bed in some places. And like, I wonder what ha- this enemies to lovers story could happen. Uh, it is literally, literally so my good. favorite trope. But what I will tell you that's really great about this book is it's actually two love stories. So you're getting Noel yeah. and Theo in the now, but you're also getting okay. The but love one story of them is sad. No, nope, nope. they don't end up together. But like, it's not <laughs> sad. Like, but you also have to think like they I'm both ended snorted. up. But they both ended up really ha- like. Because he's telling the story, like, he explains, like, what happened. Like, there were reasons. Okay. It was a lot of, like, okay. family drama. Um, she was from, like, a very controlling family kind of situation. Um, but anyway, it is. I mean, it's good that these people are um, siblings. So that's a yes. high point. <laughs> Fact. Um, but I can't explain how beautifully written this book was, how beautiful it was. The epilogue is, like, probably the best epilogue written. Written. Like I wish. Um, yeah, best epilogue I've ever read. Um, I literally, in our notes for this episode, I put You and Me by Jessica Joyce. I will need at least three hours to talk about this next to it. Um, we are having Jessica Joyce on the podcast soon. So I will probably get my three hours to talk about it where I will literally you just will. be uh, reiterating to her that I'm obsessed with her in this book. And it's 
it's ruined books for me because like I can't even read now. I haven't even finished a book since I finished it. Like I've, I'm like halfway through Mrs. Nash's Ashes, which is like a weirdly similar storyline because it's another road trip. <laughs> and um, you do have a road that, trip romance. And then after that, my next book I'm going to read because Jessica Joyce told me I had to is Planes, Trains, and All the Feels, which I'm reading purely because of the title. Yeah, I feel like, like I've I seen that all over else. the place. It's called Planes, Trains, and All the Feels, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. That's cute. Say yeah. less. Just like NetGalley will say, like, what interests you about this book? I'm like, the title. The title. The title. All right. Um, Somebody okay. else talk about yeah. a book they've read. Are you Otherwise, done? Are you done I, with you with a view? I mean, I'm <laughs> never going to be done with you with a view, but uh, for now. For now I'm, okay. I'm done. So I, it's mid-August. I'm in my Halloween era. I don't know if there's <laughs> any other fall girlies out there, um, but it's me. And so I'm here. I just read, and we also are doing, like, I convinced Neely to let me do a, like, all Halloween episode. By the way, so, spoiler alert, this episode will be Rachel talking about Halloween books and me being like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe you'll be excited. We'll have to see if we can find somebody else to come on that episode because Neely's going to be like, I don't know any of these books. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, and Neely's like, Halloween's not my vibe. Okay. I read Bad Luck Charm by Julie Johnson. I think I talked about it a little bit on um, last week's recording with, uh, if you have listened to um, the uh, bath, oh my gosh, uh, what's book, bathtub book bookworm? Review? Bathtub, what's her name? What's Jess's username? Bathtub, bathtub bookworm. Bookworm, bathtub thank bookworm. you. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember. I was like, I know it's Jess. I've had many conversations with her about this book in particular because after I got off the podcast, I was like, Jess, you have to read this book. I feel like you're going to like it. Okay, so it is a mystery. It's a romance mystery mashup. Okay, so this girl, uh, Gwen, owns an occult shop in Salem, Massachusetts, and she's like, <laughs> like Neely's like, I'm out. Um, so she is, uh, she does it for like the touristy, like she's not a witch, doesn't follow, she's not like, I don't know any witch, like she's not Wiccan, I don't know. Uh, Stop, stop (laughs) laughing, Neely. (laughs) So she's, she owns this occult shop and then, um, there's like a series of murder, uh, it starts with like animal slaughters and then it turns into like a murder. This is like, so not a book you would read. I know. So you won't read. Okay. I don't even. Okay. So what does it say about you that you're willingly going to read a book where there's animal slaughters, but like, you're like, "Mm, I don't know. That book doesn't have a happily ever after. So I think I'm out. We'll go read about animal slaughters. Okay. So, but it has to, it has to happen because then he's a private investigator. So then he comes, he he comes in and he's like, I'm a private investigator, but then they like knew each other as kids. Kind of. She like grew up coming. Hold on. Hold on. You just brought in my favorite trope, which is I know. So they weren't childhood friends. She just, she like admired him from afar because she would come up for the summer and stay in Salem with her aunt. And so she like always had this like crush. It's very, it's definite, it's got definite practical magic vibes. Okay. Okay. Then I, but he, I actually love that. So I loved practical magic, the book and the movie. Okay. So, uh, he, uh, it has like, he's got this, like, he literally says, who hurt you? 
like those words come out of his mouth. So he's got very like toucher and die vibes and I <laughs> am there for it. Like he's like, so she becomes the, they're worried that like they're coming after her and all this. It sounds really scary. <laughs> like it sounds much scarier when I say it than it actually I don't is. Like, like it reads. So, Alyssa, something about me. I don't like to be scared voluntarily. It's like, not I don't scary. like scary movies. I don't like scary I don't books. either. I would I don't rather. Do, it's not horror. I would rather it's have more unmedicated mystery. dental work than go to a haunted house. I don't yeah, know. I think the dentist. I actually agree with that. I don't like a haunted house, I, but I no. Guys, I had a boyfriend one time take me to. So Rachel might know what this is. It's Where is this Screams, going? and it's in. Wait, no. Oh, I thought you were going to say take me to the dentist. <laughs> Romantic. Um, he took <laughs> I was me to. Ready for that. I think it was called Screams. It's in Fort Worth or near Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's got yeah. it's a mirror maze, like a haunted mirror maze mm-hmm. where clowns pop out nope. at you. Nope. No. And when guys, I tell you, nope. I had to ask for the emergency exit. I was like, yes. get me the no. fuck out of here. It is it's not highly scary. unlikely I'm breaking up with you after this. They used to go to Six yes. Flags for Fright Fest and Fright Fest whistles. No. Where they didn't blow, but like if you blew it, they would come to you. I think I was in middle school. There was just no way. No. Same boyfriend, same year, took me out to Waxahachie to whatever the hell that haunted shit is. Uh, he didn't get the idea the first is. time. Waxahachie was first. And there mm-hmm. was a um, saw themed, also a maze. First of all, I also don't like mazes. Okay. Like I don't find anything about a maze. <laughs> You're like, I a haunted maze, especially, <laughs> but like. I got I'm some problems with mazes. I like Google Maps. I want to know where I'm going. I want to know how I'm getting out of the situation. And a maze is not it. But anyway, so it was saw themed. I don't, again, I do not like to be scared. And he went to Texas A&M and had one of those Aggie rings. If you know, you know. Yeah. And when somebody jumped out, he like whacked me in the head with it. And I had like, <laughs> oh, no. like oh, well. a head injury from his dumbass Aggie ring. And I was like, I hate everything about this day. Oh, this is a really sad story. Also, okay, we saw well, all that we to say, none of that is in the book. And it is not scary. It is very, it's much heavier romance than it is like, it, you You are never scared. I do not all like that being to scared. Say, I'm still not going to read it. But anyway. I think you should have got Practical Magic vibes. All right, Alyssa, what's a recent read you ha- you've read? Um, I read Talking at Night by Claire da- Daverly. Um, it's kind of like normal people vibes. Also, oh, I love, love normal Rosie. people so much. Have you have you seen the movie Love Rosie with um? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, with Sam. Oh. Sam. Yeah. Why can't What's I think her? of the girl's name though? She's one of my favorite actresses. Just, Hold on. IMDb the situation. She's the one from Emily and Lily Collins. Yeah, Lily Collins. <gasps> yes. It's like it's Why very does much. She not age. She quite literally looks the same in everything she yeah. does. I, I think yeah. she might be a witch. All right. I, maybe. It's, it's based in Europe or England or Ireland. I don't know. I'm not very culturally um, savvy or whatever, but um, <laughs> I don't know. But um, it was, yeah, very much normal people vibes. The writing was really different. Like in the chapters, it would jump like time hop a lot within one chapter, which was like kind of odd. Um, but I think the story spanned over like over 10 years. It was like high school to like marriage and they like – were not together. There was like something always coming in the way of them, and then you figure out what happens in the Spoilies. end. Spoilies. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a Love Rosie, I feel like, vibes. I, yeah. I'm going to have to read that. It's not like, as sad as normal people. Like, normal people really hit me. Um, I've watched the show. Watch like, this? Okay. I was going to yeah. say, did you watch the show? That's one you of know, my favorite adaptations, by the way. Yes. That it, it's probably my number one. Tell Me Lies and Normal People were too huge. Like I read Tell Me Lies when it first came out, read reread it before the TV show. Um, the TV show do, doesn't follow the book really nearly as well. No, as, like, we've talked know. about it a little bit on the podcast. Rachel hasn't yeah. read or seen it, nor do I think she should because I think it yeah, in, you would in hate her. it. But like yeah. I just when I wrote the book, I, I either listened to music or played normal people in the background because it was just like so, which is so weird because the story is so heartbreaking. Sometimes I would just look up and I'd be like tearing. <laughs> I just need to cry. Normal people is literally, I was kind of meh on the book in the same, I felt the same way with conversations with friends, but I really loved both adaptations a lot. But the show Normal People, and I vividly remember it came out, I feel like it came out early covid because I feel like I would sit in Charlotte's nursery and feed her and watch it on my phone. Like I would literally, cause Charlotte would take 17 hours to drink a bottle. And I was like, I've got to do something. Like I'm bored I read this. I read the book after I watched the show and I really think it helped me. Yeah. Like, if you had read it first, you would have been like, this book is. Well, that's the other thing about talking at night. There's no quotations. So sometimes it's a little bit harder to follow. But mm-hmm. so um, I saw Carly Fortune posted about it, and I like her book recs. So I was like, it was easy. I read it on like an airplane, to, like you know, there and back. Yeah. Oh, normal people is literally so good. It just makes me want to rewatch it. I, I'm probably gonna. <laughs> just Honestly, have that one. You always I have to have that show just watch. to give you that one tier. I, I randomly. Well, this week I randomly started watching Gossip Girl. Okay, like, I oh I do love Gossip Girl. Well, school but, started, so I mean, I had to. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, yeah. you know. If you don't start school and immediately start listening <laughs> to what goes around comes around in your head, like if it doesn't just like burn into your brain from that first scene of the show. Also, that show is so problematic. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw a TikTok recently about how they, um, like, how Chuck and Blair are so romanticized, but they're like the most toxic couple. Um, mm-hmm. Chuck straight up tries to rape two people in the. Pilot of that show. He tries to rape Serena and Jenny Humphrey in the pilot of that show. I was like, what? To be fair, I, I don't start at the beginning again with that show, so I haven't watched it since college. I'll like jump midway. I read all of those books. We've oh, talked about this. And like those books, I should not have been reading them in high school. I really um, want to read The Summer I Turned Pretty because I didn't read them because I was yeah, like, Okay, I'm behind, oh. so no spoilers. We won't so I'm not spoil. I've watched a show. I also know what happens in the third book, so I, like, know what's going to happen in the show. Yeah, I've read um, all We're of actually them. doing a Patreon episode in a couple weeks where we're doing a deep dive into the books in the show um, because I need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I read, the, I read the first one, I think, right before the show came out last summer, and then I read the second and third right after it. But I remember reading the first one when I was younger. I just couldn't yeah. find my copy I anyway. feel like they had to have come out when I was already, like, they came out. Been, I think the first one came out in 2009. That's what's so interesting to me because oh I'll, yeah, I was I'll really 25. like I'll deep dive into like um like authors backgrounds and like Jenny Han. Obviously, she had P.S. 
or to all the mm-hmm. boys I've loved before yeah. and all of that. But she's been writing for like – she's like in her 40s. And so yeah. she's been writing for 20, you know, something years. And- I did not realize that the summer I turned pretty, the book came out that long ago because that was right – like I was – I was uh, I graduated high school in 2010, Neely, plug your ears. And so I know – like I was reading – I was pretty – avidly reading at that point in my life and I'm kind of shocked that I never picked it up and that it's now yeah. gaining popularity deep with the show my and stuff. Emily Giffen uh era okay. in yeah. <laughs> I was Yeah. I wonder if you would have read it more like early high school, you know? I know, maybe I just wasn't yeah, I don't know. I'm like it I'm, I'm really I, when shocked I was that in high I didn't school, read it. I went through like a really – I like to think that I was smarter than I was. And I went through a phase oh. where I would only read the classics. And I was like – 100%. I'm only going to read Jane Austen. Um, I got like really into um, – I'm very serious. Like F. Scott Fish, Fitzgerald. Like I got like – Yes. Yeah. And then oh. like Brian – I met Brian when I was in high school. It's a long story. But I, then I like read like The Alchemist and like Eat, him? Pray, Love. Well, <laughs> I was already like a big reader, but then he would like recommend books to me. And like he was at the point in his life. He had just graduated from theater school. So he was at the point in his life where he was a pretentious. was a senior in high school. He had graduated college. It's true. I don't think that's that scandalous. You were 18. It was scandalous at the time. I was 18. Okay. Yeah, I was 18 and I knew his I family. Mean, so it wasn't that scandalous, but it was, it was relatively scandalous. But uh, he would recommend, he'd be like, oh, my favorite. He he was the one, he was like, my favorite book's The Alchemist. And I was like, well, let me read this. By the way, if you need a red flag, Alyssa, if you're ever going on a date with a guy and he tells you that his favorite book is by Ayn Rand, run. Uh, no, run. I just I don't think I would go on a date with a guy that reads. I actually met a guy this weekend, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, "What's your type?" Like he asked, he asked me, "Oh, what's your type?" Since you're like, I need to make a note because I want to title this episode that. <laughs> I would not go on a date with the guy who reads. I I just I am like I need the exact opposite of me. Like I need like. <laughs> Just I mean, not to be a- fair, my husband is not a reader, so, like, I kind of get that. Brian only reads when I read books out loud to him now. At the time, yeah. he was, like, was like trying to seem cool, I'm sure. But, like, now he'll only read if I read it to him. If you don't think that the title of this episode when this podcast comes out is going to be, I don't, don't, I don't want to go on a date with a guy who reads, you are <laughs> sorely mistaken. Because I just made the sorely note mistaken. in our master list. Um, okay, so we have gone all sorts of directions um Alyssa why don't you tell us about yourself now that we've talked to you for 30 minutes uh where are you from what's your villain origin story do you tell um so I'm actually from the Jersey Shore and I used to hide that a little bit because I thought it was kind of embarrassing um but I moved went to North Carolina in high school and then ended up in Charlotte for college and have been here ever since so I graduated college in like 2018 um and just have been living life here. And I work um, full-time as a social media manager for a fast food company called Bojangles. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, we're we getting have, them. We don't have Bojangles. What? Oh, we're getting yep. Bo- Bojangles. Mm-hmm. We're getting them because Andrew is all sorts of excited about we it. Open and I'm like, oh, honey, that's cute. It's 30 minutes from our house. If you're really going to drive your ass 30 minutes for some Bojangles, like – He will. Live your life. He um, probably will. 
Yeah, there's there's one opening or one just opened in Euless, Texas. I think I don't know where that's that is. More than thirty minutes. From Why us. that is on the most random ass part of Texas, but it's fine. Why is it to me? It's kind of like the HEB situation. It's like it is. Why are the HEBs opening seven hours from us? They're and on the outskirts where there's yeah. land. Like I want. We live I, in this city and we get nothing. Okay, there's yeah. a Wendy's and a Taco Bell by my house that looks so shady and run down, and I'm like. Can we put a Chick Fil A there at least, and like, <laughs> yeah, like something. give me something better. Okay, yeah. So okay, so you work for Bojangles, yep. and you wrote a book. Yeah, and I wrote I well before I worked at Bojangles, I wrote this book. So I right now I'm like a remote for the most part worker, but before then I was five days a week. I was at a um, clothing company, so I've always been in social media. Started in snacks, went to clothing, then went back to food. Wait, which clothing and company were you at? It's called Vestique. It's a small oh, like. Yeah. That's why I have all of those clothes. But oh, um, okay, they're oh, like based like, in North Carolina. We have well, I, not we, but they have stores in like Virginia, Georgia, South Carolina, and then North Carolina. But um, yeah, it was fun. But I was in the office five days a week. Went through a breakup last summer. Read a ton of books and um kind of just got tired of reading the ha- the happily ever after. Like I liked it for the most part to like give me hope, but all my friends were my specifically my best friend had just started dating like her soulmate, like the guy that she was like kind of on off with, like they just kept missing each other. They finally like figured it out and he's the best guy ever. I'm so happy for them, but it happened the same week that me and my ex broke up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. So it kind of yeah. felt like losing the two people that I spent the most time with. Not that I necessarily yeah. lost her, but you know. No, yeah. but we've all been there. Like yeah. there's something about – I had this friend for the longest time and she would like be your best friend and like down to clown and like want to do stuff. And then she would get a boyfriend and you would like never hear from her. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what your friend did, but like I just remember <laughs> going through like a very single phase. Well, it's hard to balance just, that, like, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They – I mean yes. – we, we we definitely spent time together, but I remember the first weekend after the breakup, she went on a trip with him. She like came over with wine and everything. I was like, are you going to be okay? I was like, yeah. It's not like we haven't done this five other times before, you know? Um, Girl. So relationship. But yeah, then I just started reading again. I, I read I, – like when you guys were talking about reading in high school, like I did not read in high school and college, like maybe one book a year. But I read a lot in middle school, elementary school, maybe early high school, but – um, kind of lost it a little and did more like I sing and play guitar a little. So I did like songwriting and then like just journaling and like little mm-hmm. like I wrote in college for like online publications, but I would, I don't know, I wasn't reading. And then I just was like, well, if there's no book with a realistic ending about a situationship, why don't I just try to write one? And I didn't really research that hard. So like there are books out there that I'm sure are like that, but like hence normal people. But it was different because in my mind, normal they're – people, I, they're I feel like it's so different because in normal people, like, it's very established – well, other than, like, at the very beginning of it where he's, like, hiding her. They're, um, like, upset. Yeah. Yeah. Like, once I feel like they're in that college phase, like, they're very much, like, either together or they're not. Um, even though there's always that between them. But I feel like – Yeah. I would say my book is more like comparable to Ugly Love, but like that ending really, really put me in the the 
worst place. Like I read that book in January and we broke up in June. And in January, after I finished that book, I was like, we're going to get married. <laughs> we were so never like, going to get married. I, will like, say, hmm. I love the book Ugly Love. It was like one of my gateway books into spicy books. But it is so like terrible messaging to girls because it's basically like, hey, you let this guy treat you like shit long enough and he will get his shit together. Like you just mm. – like, you just stay there. You ride the wave, make yourself Power feel through. like a shell of a human. Like, I can remember – so I had a boyfriend um, that we went to high school together, but we didn't start dating until I was a freshman in college. And um, but we'd known each other for a long time. And, like, the first year we were together, it was fine. And then it got very toxic, very up and down. And, like, I can vividly remember one of my friends being like, you are a shell of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I see not like – all the brightness, all the joy, like you are a shell of you. And I feel like that was the thing that like, like almost like sucked me out of it because like you do, you become when you're in those situations because you're grasping for anything they'll give you. Like, you're just like, Oh, like any text, any, any, any attention, any, anything to make you feel like, okay, they still want me or like, I'm still like important to them. And it's like Lucy Lucy and tell me lies. Like that's reminding me of. Well, I text, I think I messaged you and I was like, I'm feeling very tell me lies vibes from this book um, in a less destructive to multiple other people kind of way. Because tell me lies is upsetting on many fronts. But um, like that book just really, I read that book on a plane and I honestly, if I could have physically thrown it, I would have because I was so aggravated with her that I didn't feel that way about Sloan. Like, I didn't feel that way. It wasn't – it was more just like – Some people would argue with you a little. <laughs> but I didn't. Some people and would disagree with that. I think the reason is because I felt like I'd been – like, tell me lies was so bad that I was like, yeah, like, I wasn't that bad off. Like, like he straight up, like, caused a murder. Um, yeah. I didn't do <laughs> – like, I wasn't on his side about that if something like that had happened. But, like, being with somebody who's telling you – like point blank period. Like, listen, I'm not going to marry. Like, like we are not end game, but you still hold out that hope is really, will really fuck you up. And when I read your book, I was like, I, I needed this book 10 years ago. Like I needed to read this book when I was 27. And I think I texted you and told you about that whole situation I was in at that time and how like 27 was actually the worst year of my life. That's that's how old I am now, and I would say mine was like twenty five into twenty six. My birthday's in May, so I always get half. But Rachel, like some backstory for what if you don't know, um, my like relationship was definitely a situationship, and it was we dated for a year in college, my senior year, and then broke up and basically like got back together, but never like labeled or titled it for four years, which COVID I would say probably played a huge part in that. Yeah. So much time that we like couldn't be with anyone else. And like we had a 2020 breakup and then we got back together again. And like it was just, but there was never any label. And I was tired of, again, like half the reason I wrote call it what you want besides the happily ever after. Like I wanted to normalize the conversation of those almost relationships because even like telling – how do you tell – my grandparents met him, you know? And it's like yeah. they met when we were dating. But like my grandma would always be like, how's so-and-so? And I'm like, you know, like how do you tell someone like, well, we're not just hooking up, but we're not dating. It's like – Grandma, we just fuck on the like, weekends. It's fine. Well, yeah. 
But like my parents' friends would be like, oh, he's your friends with benefits. And I'm like, no, it's more than that. But like yeah. you know, it's so hard to just like get people to understand. I definitely think people in my generation are more accepting of it, but it's just like everyone's had one of those. You know, like everyone has the one that got away. Rachel hasn't because she's literally <laughs> been with the same guy since she was 18. Yeah. Most people most have people have Which is since high school. Yeah. I have my own relationship trauma, but it's different. <laughs> Just different. Just- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I wrote that I, – I just wanted to write a book that normalized that feeling and also yeah. didn't make you romanticize the wrong person because, you know, we, yeah. we all can be a little delusional, but I think it, there's a point where it – Well, and was it therapeutic for you to write this book? Or like I know you kind of wanted to see – you wanted to have a book out there that looks like what you were going through. So what, like, t- talk to us a little bit more about, like, how how do you feel now that it's out there? Do you feel like it helped kind of process through that? Yeah, I honestly think it was more traumatizing than it was. <laughs> You're like, no, it made it worse. So I wrote the book. I started the book in September of last year and finished the first draft by December. So those three months, like, I remember I – tried to start from the beginning because essentially my book is not based off of me and my ex. Like none of it is like true to what we went through, but I took the timeline of us and squashed it down. So the only things that are true is like we met in college, we were neighbors. And then at the very end, we did have to go to the same wedding. Like we were both at the same wedding, but that's about it. Everything Aren't else. Are you still neighbors? Yo, yeah. We still have neighbors. Yeah, Rachel's we'll come back to that. right now. Rachel's like, we'll come, we'll come back to that. Um, right up, okay. yeah. Well, not directly above me, but he like. <laughs> she's like pointing above her, like, yeah, he can she's hear like, me talking about this right now. It's kind of like that Friends episode with Mr. Heckles in the room. She's yeah, like, he's like, <laughs> um, yeah, she's like, here, so, you recording right now? We share wallets, not a big deal. <laughs> um, he's on the so, other side of the building, different floors, but yeah, still, we didn't like, we haven't lived here this whole time. It was very messy but oh my god I'm uncomfortable but it was more traumatizing um, than therapeutic for you to write the book oh yeah well then it then it inspired me to finally start therapy so that was like helpful mm. but then once the book came out I think it was really therapeutic like the messages that I receive and like I it's just insane like for people to say like this book changed my life or like I'll get so many messages like I ended my situationship tonight or something mm. like that do I think I don't know. They could still be talking, but like at least it felt – it made them feel something. And that's like yeah. all I wanted when writing this book was for other people to like read it and be able to like relate to it and feel a little bit better because it's a weird yeah. situation. And for so long, no, none of my friends understood it. Like when we ended things, they're like, well, at least you guys weren't dating. And I'm like well, – <laughs> That doesn't make it better. Yeah. You're yeah. like, wow, thanks. I totally feel better now. My feelings are not – it just it invalidates things, right? Like, it, it, yeah. I don't like when people belittle someone's situation because they don't understand it. And mm-hmm. I feel like kind of that encompasses a lot of different things. It's kind of like if you're going through something and someone's like, well, at least it's not cancer. And you're like, it's I'm still hard. To, my mom does yeah. this a lot. And mom, I know you're not listening anyway, but I love my mom. <laughs> but, like, I will be like – like, I'll call her and I'll, like, be talking about something, like, hard that's going on or whatever. And she's like – well, it's not like so-and-so and what they're going through. And I'm like, okay, but like my feelings are still valid and important. And so I, I just- always used to 
go oh, tell sorry, my therapist, I'd be like, oh, this is a first world problem. And she'd be like, Rachel, you, you live said in this to a me, first world and it country. Has, you yeah. ingrained this into my brain. And I forget what we were talking mm-hmm. about that night. And you're like, but we live in a first world country. And I'm like, thank you. Um, yeah. We do. Like, so you're going to have first world problems. Right. And yeah. but in any situation, like your feelings are valid and what you're going through and how you're processing something, whether it's a relationship or something with a child or something with your partner or whatever, whatever's happening in your life. Um, the way that it's affecting you is important. And just because somebody else might be affected in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, Oh, well, I don't really understand why you'd be upset by this. It's kind of like if you're fighting with your significant other, they're like, I'm sorry. That, like, I forget the way that they say it. <laughs> I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yes. I mean, that's and it's not like, an apology. <laughs> bitch, you sorry. made me feel that way. No. Um, yeah. And that's exactly how I talk to my husband. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. But, okay, so did he read it? Has he read it? Do you know? No, I told you I don't date guys who date uh, – read. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, so he doesn't read. Okay. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't read. Um, I mean, do I think – that he's curious, yeah, but do I think he spent fifteen dollars on the book? No, like he I don't. Does he know? You. Does he know about it? Yeah, he knows. So I told okay. him before I ever posted on the internet about it because I didn't want him to think it was like us at all. Like both of us have different family traumas than Sloan and Ethan do in the book, and I wanted to be like very respectful. So yeah, mm-hmm. there. I mean, there's like these little things that are like sort of similar like that I'll pull from oh, I made you I made you tell me I was like I need to know what's real and what's not real in this book yeah to like, like essentially it's just two their neighbors you know in college and that's how they meet and then they go through this situationship and then they break up and then six months goes by and she has to go to like this wedding where he's at and I didn't even plan that being the end but then it happened to me in real life and I was like because I know Again, that's sort of similar to how Tell Me Lies ends, but it was literally what I was going through, and it just felt like the right ending for the story. Speaking of that episode of Tell Me Lies, the anxiety I felt waiting for her to turn around and see him in the finale of that episode, I was like, and she oh, had God, the, I can't do it. And she got the like stress rash. It was I can't, crazy. I can't do it. Um, sorry. I get like trauma just thinking about just, Tell Me Lies. Yeah, I get like secondhand. I've never been more stressed out watching a show in my entire life and I read the book and knew exactly what's gonna happen anyway and I was still like like every yeah. that's like not a show you can binge you can watch one episode and then you need to like <laughs> and then you gotta take a break you need a break like you need yeah. to come yeah. back a few days later um how do your family okay. and friends feel about the book um I they're very supportive like my friends, my best friend, Michaela, um, we pretty much every single time I would write the book at night, the next day, like we have a phone call every day when she gets off work at like five and um, I'm like sitting here waiting and we just, I'm like, this is what I wrote. So she already like knew the whole thing. Not only did she live the story because she was my roommate when we were neighbors with my ex, but she was also, you know, then there through the whole writing process. So she was like, it was nice to bounce ideas off of her and everything. And then um, I think my family, most of them didn't really realize how like real it was until I had like a little like book launch party. And and um, I remember when my mom read it, she texted me at like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday and was like, I think I might need to start drinking. And I was like, oh, God, is it that bad? And she was like, no, I just like hate how he hurt you. Because while the mm. plot line isn't real – Sloan's feelings are mine. Feelings, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's like something I get a lot is people will DM and be like, "I we read this for my book club, um, and we're debating back and forth. Like, did Ethan ever really love Sloan? And 
his chapters are a lot shorter and a lot more vague because I want the reader to feel as confused as people going through situationships do. You Mm -hmm. never truly know. Like you're never going to get closure. You're never going to have that final talk. Like no matter how many times you have it, that guy is never going to tell you what he wants, what you want to hear because he still kind of keeps you at an arm's distance. Like so his chapters are really vague and that's the whole point of the book. It's like call it what you want. Like Rachel, because you've never been in a situationship, you may read that book and be like, well, this was to me, this wasn't a love story. But someone like me and Neely might be like, yeah, this is an unconventional love story. But like I my again, my situation's a little different because we did date, we met each other's parents, we said I love you. And then all of that like fell off for years. And like yeah. but I wasn't gonna write about that because that's not your typical like situationship. And it's also like when you're going through something like that, it's I don't want to say the word like embarrassing, but like I can remember feeling like really embarrassed. Like, yeah, it is. Because like I can remember I'd be like, oh, like so and so and I broke up, and my friends literally like they start to give you those looks like, mm. like this again. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and they're <laughs> well, not like I- in a mean way, but like almost in a just like stop, like you, like they just don't understand. And I had conversations with friends about a situation I was in like years later, and they were like, it was hard to watch. Like it was hard. It's like watching a train wreck. And when you're in it and you like are aware that it's like watching a train wreck and you're like, but I'm some sort of addict and I can't stop. And I don't know how to stop. And I don't know why I feel like crap all the time. And yeah, it's like real high highs and real low lows. And it's literally feels like you're mentally unstable because you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, that's a good point. Like my, a lot of my friends have really lived through it more so than like my family did. Um, Mm -hmm you know, that relationship and it was hard to see me go through it. But I think that afterwards, I always wondered like if we broke up, let's just say once a year broke up, but you know, stopped Mm -hmm. talking for extensive time. I was always like, well, why didn't it end two years ago? Or why didn't it end last year? And it's because I was meant to do this. Like I wasn't ever going to be ready enough to write this book until last year. So my mom used to say this thing when I was going through relationships like that. And she was like, when you've had enough, when you've when you've really had enough wild horses couldn't drag you back. And mm-hmm. I would always like think about that because like you have, I mean like with any situation, like you have to get to the point and you have to be like, you have to be done. And mm-hmm. that's going to yeah. look different for everybody because getting you to that point is such, it's so personal. It's like, it's personal. What, yeah. Yeah. And so like being able to be like, okay, I'm done. Even if other people are like, okay, we've heard that before. Like, I'm sure yeah. you're really done. But, like, you know when you're done. Like, it might be a big thing. It might be a small thing. But something will trigger it. And you're like, yep. Yeah, and I'm out. Like, Man, do you know what's really convicting is I'm like, oh, I feel like I've been a bad friend, you know, <laughs> like to a friend in a situationship. I'm like, and you don't – you want what's best for your friend. And Honestly. so – like, I've been on the other side of it. So I haven't been in one, but I have, like, witnessed my friend's – going through it and then you're like you what I, there's no good way to handle it honestly but and I think everyone's either been in the situation or you've been the friend in the situation like, yeah everybody that's, knows somebody who's lived this truth yeah and, I think that's another thing that people like because you don't like happily ever afters again this might not be the book for you but some people that haven't been through situationships that will read it um they're like, it's really eye-opening to be a part of the friend, like be the friend and then read it and kind of see it from her point of view and really mm-hmm. feel the feeling she was going through a little. Like I've had friends who 
did cut me off because they didn't like want to be friends with me anymore. I had friends that refused to come to things that he would be at. And then Michaela, oh, I, my, mm-hmm. I would, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My friend Michaela is Lu- like Lauren, who's the best friend character. She gives great advice in the book is like a lot of the quotable pieces are like from her. And Michaela is truly like she was my would never give up on me, like saw me through everything, would still like tell me how it was. But like it, you know, it wasn't her. Hey, when I went for- through a really bad. Listen, I dated a guy for a long time and we were like supposed to go look at engagement rings. and He literally called me an hour before and broke up with me. And you would have thought that would have been enough. And yet we still got back together and we were back and forth for another year. And then we were supposed to move in together. And you want to know what he did the day before we were supposed to move in together? He broke up with me. And you would think to yourself, oh surely gosh. then, surely then she was done. No, I wasn't. No. Um, yeah. And what it took for me to like see that situation is that my dad actually got cancer. He's fine now. But my friends really rallied around me. It was really sudden. It was out of nowhere. Um, and his prognosis was really bad. Like super grateful that he's fine. But like I, it sent me to like mentally the worst place I've ever been in. Um, and he never came to the hospital with me. He never wanted to come yeah. see my dad. I was at the hospital all the time. My friend who had just had like a brand new baby would like bring me lunch up at the hospital and do stuff. And he just like pieced to the there. whole situation. And then yeah. I met Andrew. And the first time Andrew met my dad, yeah, my dad was getting a stem cell transplant and Andrew came to the hospital with me. I was dropping something off and he's like, no, I want to come up with you. I'm like, this is how you want to meet my dad. And he's like, yeah. And it was just like so a stark contrast. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd already had the eye opening, but like, that's really how I knew like that Andrew was a keeper too, was just being like, okay, like he's not shying away from this really hard thing I'm going through. He's like jumping completely into it with me. Um, and, um, you know, I just think that some guys and girls out there, cause like, I'm sure the reverse of this happens, right? Like, I'm sure there are shitty yeah. girls out there who do this to guys, yeah. but like, I just don't know that experience. Um, I do think that some guys just will never, that that's who they're always going to be. Like, it's not necessarily that you weren't the right person. They're never, no one is ever going to be enough for them. Like they, they're never going to be happy. Because they're too unhappy with themselves. And it's, I'm sure like you look at yourself a few years ago and you're like, God, I wish I could just tell her this or I wish she understood it. But I think going through those things five years or 10 years from now, you're going to be like that it's so helpful to go through them because I feel like you appreciate the good guys even more. And it's like anything, right? Like I think any girl going through like a cheater or anything like, at the time, it hurts and feels like shit, but it makes you look appreciate it. Later. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what was the process of self-publishing? What was that like? Um, <laughs> kind of crazy. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I just had this idea to write a book and went for it. And when I posted my first TikTok, it was one of those like I read a lot this summer, and then but I never found a book about situationships. So I decided to write one. I had a literary agent reach out to me from like a big um, agency that actually works with Colleen Hoover. So I was fangirling for a while, worked with, worked on my manuscript, edited my manuscript, sent it to her and was like, I I did a lot of research on querying literary agents before Mm -hmm. I decided if I wanted to self-publish or not. 
And that whole entire process is insane. So I was like, I'm going to send it to her. If she replies, great. If not, I'm going to continue self-publishing. And Amazon really makes it super easy. Like I already had a great designer that I worked with at the clothing company. And Mm -hmm. um, I think the only thing, if I could go back, I would have spent some money on like an editor, not only Mm -hmm. for copywriting or and proofreading and stuff, but just to help me like a little bit developmentally too, just like maybe make those characters like a little deeper. Because again, since – Sloane's not me, but in a way she is me. And sometimes I just write things thinking people already know them when like reality they, they don't. So, um, but I also didn't have the money to do it. Like I was just doing this for fun and I didn't really, that wasn't the point. Like I just wanted someone to read this story and feel okay after, especially whether it was after a breakup or a situationship or like anything. I just wanted to be like that, like friend to put their shoulder on, you know? Um, yeah, it was, I think it was cool getting to pick my cover and the launch date and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, control's fun. Okay. So you talked a little bit of, yeah, <laughs> we like having control over what we're doing. Um, you talked a little bit about how you posted on TikTok. How has like TikTok, BookTok, Bookstagram helped you as far as like promoting the book and like people being able to find it? So this might sound crazy, but I had no clue that Bookstagram was a thing until I like started giving my arcs out and people would reach out to me and like DM me on Instagram. Like I very much started on TikTok and it felt like this private platform, even though everyone was sending my videos to my ex, um, no matter how many more followers I would get. Awesome. (laughs) I love that for you. (laughs) I got to make three texts. And at one point I was like, dude, you traumatized me for five years. Yeah. He's so like, like no, fuck I'm off. sorry. Yeah. You don't get you don't get to decide then, how you go through your he does not get to decide how you process your Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of my stuff is like more like that sad breakup. Like I'm not sitting there being like, F you, like you know what I'm saying? Like it was never yeah. just like in But in your my TikTok depth. is so relatable. Like I'm not even going through that and I'll see some of the stuff you post where you're like ran into him at a bar and he was with another girl. And I'm like, we like People that's relate like, to that because it happens. Yeah. Like, but like I've been with friends where like they've run into an ex. Like it's awful. I don't know how I never run into exes in Dallas. Dallas is it's a big city, but it's also a small town. It's a I small town. I literally never see I've never yeah. run into an ex. Knock on wood. Yeah. Doesn't matter now, but, um, like, who gets a shit. But um yeah. So you know how you look at – I feel like – I don't know. I looked at TikTok as this private platform, but really I was reaching so many people on it and – I don't have that many followers, but my reach isn't like incredible. I think like last month alone, I hit like seven, I've reached 7 million people. And so like, wow. it's really insane to see people resonating like with my quotes and truly like the reason I've sold 10,000 copies of this book in two months by myself, zero, I'm doing zero paid marketing is because of TikTok. And I work in marketing and have for however many, I can't do math, six years maybe, <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. And it's it's honestly just really cool. It, it's like YouTube when like Justin Bieber was on YouTube and like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just like, cool to mm-hmm, be Justin Bieber was yeah. on YouTube. Like, I don't <laughs> That's how we got to start. But little oh, and Usher. But like, it's just, yeah. there's sorry. so many Hold YouTubers. On. Usher got to start on you. Wait, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Is my age showing? Yes. I, did I just age myself? Sure, I picked up I'm Justin sh- Bieber. Uh, I'm sorry. From YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm 
definitely but... only into Bieber's newer music. Like, Wait, did was... Usher start on YouTube? Guys, I know that can't be right because Usher came around <laughs> when I was right. in like eighth grade. And yeah, I can yeah. quite literally remember a 13-year-old me listening to Usher's music being like, finally, somebody understands my pain. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just been incredible. And it's also really great to like connect with people. And um, I wouldn't, I don't think this book would have had nearly the amount of success without it. So I, I'm a huge avid social media user and I'll continue to. to I just you think know. like TikTok, it's like, I hope nothing about it ever changes. And my husband is convinced that it's going to be disabled in our country. Um, and yeah, Andrew won't go well, anywhere you know near I, it. You know what I said about that I won't date guys who read? I also won't date guys who have TikTok. Like I am like – Oh, no, no. I, my I, husband has no social media and I love it no, about him. No, neither does mine. He literally wants nothing to do with so – he, he has a Facebook and an Instagram so he can see the pictures I post of our children. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think that's how it should be. I think yeah. he doesn't even write – like he's never going to be the guy that will write me like a mushy Mother's Day or birthday post on social media because he doesn't get on social media. And he's yeah. like, I can remember at the beginning of our relationship being like, wow, must be really nice. So-and-so's husband writes her these Brian birthday does that posts. for he's me like, on Facebook. And I like, think Facebook, you're old. Yeah, Facebook is definitely like the, the place to do it. I, I want someone that's supportive and I can turn around and be like, oh my God, look, this video hit this. But I don't need you to have one. Or if you have one, it's like a – I don't know. It's just – it. the guy that reads probably uses TikTok. The guy that doesn't read doesn't use TikTok. It, I think it's just too – It's like they're hand in but hand. But I think you just can't – like TikTok is so special in the way that like the book community – I mean it's special in lots of ways. But like I didn't know that like book talk was a thing until like – I guess it was summer of 22 when I like really – randomly one day stumbled across like a book it was for say you swear and i was like oh, i'm reading oh. that right now mm, another one i can't read <laughs> oh rachel yeah. absolutely cannot read say you swear um oh, God. i know but, i'm scared um, i just got word that she just got to college so i'm not far at all oh oh no like i'm like within the, the very beginning i was like that's like chapter i've three. heard but things like, i just I've got to things. the fourth page of the book um no. um <laughs> i read the no, first no. paragraph it's fine. Um, but I just love the bookstagram community. And I just feel like yeah. people, you like you can, you always find a book. If you really find something you relate to, like, I know I personally, like, I will whore the shit out of a book if I love it. Like, for sure. I, Rachel knows Obviously. I will make it my mission for a month. Like, when I read Paula, would you want it for a month? I was like, everybody's going to have to read this book right now. It's you with a view. Before Paula, would you want it? It was the playlist. If you've been following on my journey, you know, there have been like yes. five books that I've been psychotic about. And then it was when you were before that. That was, that and... was before our podcast, though. Like I yeah. read when we were, as Diana will Did I say when you to, were? I meant when we were. When we were. I think I was one yeah. of the first hundred readers of that book. I've had a lot of I don't time. even know. It found me on TikTok and I was like, well, this book is ruined. Here we are. Now. Should we uh, do a listener queue? Oh, yes. Okay. I don't know if why you, I called it a cue instead of a question, but. A listener cue. Um, so somebody wanted to know that if you listener were to go cue. back and change something about your past, what would it be? So like really deep listener cue here. I know. Um, that was not surface level at all. No. I want to, I kind of feel like um, not, 
like I want to say nothing because again, I don't think I would have had this opportunity if things had changed. But if I had to pick like one thing, um, I really wish I had just like moved to New York right after college. And that's, I made Sloan do that because that was like, you know, books are like an escape, a fantasy. So, um, and there kind of was this guy and it was not that he was the one that got away. We were not meant to be anyway. And like, he is very happy in a new relationship. But like, I think that was always something that I thought was like Mm -hmm. one thing I wanted to change. But I think in reality, like I, that wasn't what was meant for me. So yeah, I love New York though. I'm going in a few weeks just on a solo trip. So I'm like, we both love New York. Enjoy the solo trip so much because that sounds so good to do right now. Are you going to see any shows? I think I'm going to. I need to find one. I have I it's on my I just booked my flight last night and I booked my hotel like a few weeks ago. So I'm gonna next is like to figure out my itineraries. So, so fun. Ugh, okay, the last like- question that we always ask everybody is what is a have to read book that you always tell people about? Um I I'm not going to say normal people, even though that's what I want to say, but we've talked about it enough. I'd probably say Before We Were Strangers. Oh, God, I love that book so much. It's so good. I really like her. I just read another book by her, Swear on This Swear Life on this or something. Life. Yeah, that was a good one. But Before We Were Strangers really got me back into my reading kick, like in 2020. Mm-hmm. By the way, it um, was by Renee Carlino for those listening. Yes. Sorry, and Renee Carlino. All of her books so are be in the show notes. I'm going to um, reread it, but. I love okay, the concept. It's time of that for book. my favorite part of <gasps> the podcast. Yes. Wait, so we, Neely, you didn't put you didn't put the question in here that we're asking everybody now. But her book isn't spicy. So. So I feel okay. I mean, all right, then we're gonna have to do see. five questions. We'll do five. All right. Usually okay. we only do four, so lucky you. But we do rapid fire this or that. So it's literally like first thing that pops into your mind. We're gonna give you two choices. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm nervous. All right. Don't be nervous. College party or college bar? College bar. I agree. Okay. Uh, This is a long one. Ready? One night stand with the guy you really like who ghosts or situationship with the douche canoe? (laughs) Hi, I wrote that Uh, question. Honestly, probably I got to go one night stand because even though like you really, even though he ghosts, like you have a good memory of him. Like you're like, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Get the hot sex and then be done. Yeah. All right. This is a fun one because I know you're a Swifty like I. Um, Lover (laughs) or reputation? Oh, God. Honestly, know, those right? are my two least favorite albums. Oh my god, okay, really? Com- those are my two she comments- favorite albums. I know Red or, is your favorite or, album. I'm not was, putting, yeah. that's purposely why I didn't okay. put it on there. Yeah. Okay. Um I gotta go lover. I like I think I don't my so happy. It's so happy. Yeah. It's the happiest. I would have said reputation. Well, I don't know. Is that wrong of me to say not to say reputation when call it what you want is a reputation song? By the by, I didn't know it was a Taylor Swift song until a couple weeks ago. Just <laughs> listening on my to phone fair, I, like, I didn't to be fair I literally remember I was like getting in the shower one morning and I had been like listening to Taylor Swift on repeat while writing and I was like call it what you want like that makes sense for a situation mm-hmm. but I never like intended it. to make it like yeah. a Taylor Swift my absolute favorite Taylor Swift song is on reputation which is dress which okay wait wait much. rapid fire this or that okay sorry ready? <laughs> all right okay Moscow Mule or Prosecco Prosecco. Okay. Okay. So the question we ask everybody, 
is, and this is a pick your praise, okay? Uh-huh. So she's so she's like, I don't want to do this. Um, good girl or look at me. Probably look at me. I like I'm going, that's the one I'm going. I don't like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You, just you can very few people you just hang out with me in the good girl category, but it's fine. Which it's is fine. shocking. Which is shocking, honestly. But I okay. do. I love praise. Um, I know. I do too. But like, I feel like good. Okay. Okay. Should we dive into praise really quick? I feel like good girl is, I like a good girl in a com in combination with other things. I don't know. I'm not married to somebody who does praise. So it's just like. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I feel like, like I both literally leaned closer. I as feel like matters. I'm like very vanilla in the fact that like the only person I've like, not the only person, but obviously the person I've had the most like repetitive sleeping sex life with is my ex situationship. But most of my sex life has been like one night stands. So it's like hey, very vanilla. Do you know like, what? You, just, you know when what I, I mean? Was, when I was 27, yeah. same. So I so when I was I when I was 27, also same. Oh if no, someone's I did not like have a hoe phase that, at 27. Yeah, if I had someone's a big hoe phase at 27. So I feel like if someone's saying good girl to me in the one night stand, I'm like, mm. hey, listen, I don't know. I don't nothing know. was like, more traumatic than I had. And I can you consider it? I guess it's still considered a one night stand if you went to high school with the guy, which is like randomly happened to have sex with him one night. Yeah, like, that's two years later. I think it's only it's, you only sleep with them once. Okay. Yeah, that's one. So yeah. he pulled my hair, and I was like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Like, I will never forget being like, I am, uh, like, you've just ruined this entire time. I just, what a bummer. Yeah, I think most guys, and I don't know if it's just my age or Charlotte men, but I think they're, like, very lazy and, like, they just, they're, like, doing one thing and then they're, like, done. So they're not really trying to, like. Oh. Well, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Or maybe I'm just Rachel, that is the <laughs> saddest thing I've ever heard. I, maybe I'm just sleeping with the wrong people. Maybe I should start sleeping with readers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I know. Think you Let me tell you, I started with guys reading... who are like 35. I feel like the yeah. older they get, an, the more they You need an older them. man and you need, I don't know, like re, like somebody who's like, ooh, these maybe romance books, like book should I check reader. them out? Yeah. I'm like, should I read them just for research purposes? Maybe try to find a guy who know. only reads like um, Elsie Silver. Mm. See, <laughs> Don't that even would, no, that'd be a red flag for me. <gasps> I mean, same. I think I'm gonna read Heartless out loud to Brian. Just I, I like Brian see. make it three chapters into Heartless without abandoning the book for <laughs> other activities. Like I could never. First of all, Andrew, I sent him a screenshot one time of like a like a line in a book and he was like what the fuck are you reading like <laughs> he knows what I read and I think he appreciates like um the benefits of it yeah. but no he would be like I stop like I can't I I, I know that what you're the smut show but I like I'm not a big <laughs> smut reader like like ugly love was good That's like, like when you're like when you're like what are some books I'm like mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate it from time to time, but I think, like, because I'm trying to write more, like, I want to read things that are going to help me. You with a view does not have really any smut in it, and it's still probably, like, my favorite book I've ever read. Um, but I also, like, we talk a lot about closed-door books, too. Like, um, 
like all of Emily Henry's books are yeah pretty. Sarah Adams store. is another one that I keep trying to get Neely to read. Her That's books are phenomenal. They're love um, stories. I yeah. feel like Mrs. Nash's Ashes probably doesn't have a lot of spice, but TBD. I haven't yeah, got there I that title, I'm not reading that one. <laughs> it's so much. It's so much. Okay, wait. We need to do our review of the week, and it's a good one this week. I will read it. Okay, so our review of the week. And if this is you, if you are our reviewer that we are reading, then send us a DM, and you will get some happy mail. But here's our review of the week. It says, um, I took a break on podcasts, and I'm so happy to be back into them because this podcast is it in all capitalized in all capital in all capitals i'm slurring my words you guys okay and then then it had the handshake emoji (laughs) i don't know why i thought that was hilarious but i did um and it is from b bar Barbie. I, See, I read B-A- that as Bear Barbie, and that's not what it says. It's no, that's not right. It's B E A B A R B E E. So if that is you, please shoot us a DM, and we will send you some happy mail. And now it's time to whore ourselves out. So yes. Alyssa, where can people find you? Um, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much that's it. And then it's at Alyssa Diragatis. Not and we'll have everything spelled. linked. We'll have we'll a link it in the show notes. <laughs> um, and you can find us at Smut Show Podcast. And we have a Facebook group with Patreon. Uh, it'll all be linked. Um, we're a good time. And you we can find me time. everywhere at Mealykins, except for TikTok, where I'm Mealy Moldvan. You know, you know. <laughs> Sadly. And you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis. And Alyssa, thanks so much Thank for coming so on. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel like I really hope if you're listening and you are in that situation or not, either pick way, up this book. Pick up the yeah. book because you know what? I'm super far removed from it and loved the book. Uh, yeah. And I just, it's so good. And I honestly feel like it should be a book that when you know somebody going to college, you have to hand it to them and they have to take it with them. It's like, like instead reading. of instead yeah. of sending them with the Bible, just send them with this book. And be like, <laughs> just, like, like just in case. You don't need like morning prayers for college girls. You need, you need prayers. Like, we just need to like, what you make want. sure that you're not going to be in a situation. And if you are, at least you have the book. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, guys, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.